Hey, listen, I think there's something to understand in that truth, that when you know that God is enough, you stop kind of looking for it all around you, but that's when you discover it in him. And uh, today, man, is a special day here at X Church. I'm excited. Come on, this is our movement offering weekend. Yeah. It's going to feel a little bit different today, and I just want to take a second look in the camera. I want to welcome our Global X fam. Can you all help me here? Canal Winchester sending our love to everybody that's tuning in online, wherever you are. We're, we're excited for you to connect with us today. And I want to say this, if you're brand new here today, man, you could not have picked a better weekend to show up at church. Can I just say that? We just want to greet you, and I know that's a... You, you, you heard, it was like, wait a minute, this is an offering weekend? And I show, showed up, I was like, whoa, I just picked the worst weekend to show up. Let me, let me just put you at ease if you're new here, okay? If you're first time here, please listen. Um, I, I don't want you to feel any pressure whatsoever. What we're doing here today is really for those who call this place home. And so today, if you're our guest, whether you have a faith in Christ or not, we're excited that you're here. In fact, what I hope you get from this is that the whole reason why you're going to see hundreds of people giving above and beyond is because they care about you. They care about your situation. They're not just giving for themselves, but they're giving beyond themselves. And so I hope you get to experience that. Now, here's also the cool thing. Okay, whether you're brand new or maybe you feel like I would love to give, but I can't, that's okay. I want, this is a free will offer. And this is one of those words God prompts you to give. But this is something we do traditionally at the end of the year as a church to really help us propel our vision forward into the next year, to be able to bless our ministry partners for 10% of everything that comes in, we designate to help ministry partners and people in community. And so this is to kind of really help us do that, to set up the next year well to help us expand God's kingdom through this church. And, and so I, I just want you to hear this, like though today, even if you say, I can't participate, we have a way for every person to participate today. And so if you're new, don't feel any pressure to give, but I believe that God's gonna inspire you and that God might actually do something in your faith today. That's what I'm praying for, I'm believing that God's gonna do something in and through you. And so today is gonna to be a little bit different. It's gonna feel a little bit different than normal, but I believe if you open your heart to this moment, that God will do something in you, that God wants to stir something inside of you. And so I don't have a regular message. I've, I've got kind of like two little mini devotionals. So if you haven't got your devotional in today, you can count this if you want. Tell God I, I did it at church. I'm just kidding. But... Um, I want to pray for us real quick, and then I just want to share a few things. Father, I pray that today would be a day that God would be marked in our lives as that moment when everything changed for us. Now, I'm not talking about collectively as a church, but I'm talking about individually. That God, today was a moment when maybe something shifted inside of someone that's here or watching this online that brought them to faith in you. That maybe as they see an example of what real faith looks like, what love looks like in action, that God, it'll prompt someone's heart today to respond to you. God, we're grateful for the opportunity to, to give. I think sometimes we, we might think that, God, it's a, it's a hard thing to do, but I think in light of what you have given for us, it's actually an easy response. And so today, would you open our hearts to what you want to do in us and how you want to give through us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and grab a seat for a moment. I just want to stay in this, in this atmosphere, though, as we're just, we're going to have a quick little devotional. And um, if you're new with us, we're concluding a series that we've been doing called Movement. And the truth is, I, I really believe that what Jesus had in mind when he said, I will build my church was never a building on a street corner, but it was a gathering of people kind of like I'm looking at right now. It was a movement of people that he would invite to say, would you leave your own personal life in a way? And would you join in on a movement where I want to change the world and I'm going to use you to do it. 
And, and so that's what this whole entire series movement has been about. It's, it's helping us understand that we don't go to church, but what have we been saying? That we are the church. That church isn't just something that happens on Sunday, but the church or the movement of Jesus is something that should flow out of your life and my life every single day of the week, no matter where you go, there should be a flow in your life. There should be something flowing out of you. Whenever you see a movement, there's, there's always a flowing. There's a, whenever you see a river, there's always a flowing. There should be something changing in the world around you and me because of the flow of Jesus. If you're someone who says you're a follower of Jesus, he invited you to follow him. There's movement in that. And so we've been talking about what does it mean to honestly be a part of the movement of Jesus Christ. And I, I've got a, a short passage that I want to read to you out of the Old Testament before we start here. Found in Ezekiel chapter 47. So if you have a Bible, it's just going to be brief. Just what I want to share with you today. But Ezekiel 47 is actually a picture of... It's a dream, a vision that the prophet Ezekiel had that God gave him. And though it is most likely a prophecy of maybe what God's going to do spiritually by the time we're done, the end of this world, um, there is a beautiful metaphor and picture of what I believe God is actually in the process of doing and bringing it to life through us. Ezekiel 47, verse 1 through 9, let me read this and just maybe... Maybe picture what Ezekiel saw. This was a vision. This isn't just something to hear. This is something to see. Ezekiel 47, verse 1, it says, In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. And there I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. Verse 3 says, Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet. That's a real exact measurement. And then he led me across, so they crossed the stream said the water was up to my ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time the water was up to my knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. So here's this picture. He sees this stream turning into a river. It says in verse 6, he asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. Are you paying attention? And when I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, this river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make, it, make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea for its waters will become what? Everybody say it will become, someone say it with me, it will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. So this is the dream. This is a a vision that the prophet Ezekiel has. And I wish I had time. If I had time, I would go through the symbolic nature of it because there's so much is so rich and deep. And when you think about water and what you know of water and Jesus and the presence of God. But here's this picture of uh, the prophet Ezekiel sees. He sees the temple. That was their church. That was the place where they would go meet the presence of God. And, and in this moment, he sees a stream trickling out from under the doorway of the temple. Coming out of the temple, he sees this little stream of water that's making its way down the temple. It's making its way down the Jerusalem. Jerusalem was tall. It was up high. It's, it's cascading down. And um, this guy takes him and he carries him and he goes and he sees that the stream begins to pick up, picks up energy and then it turns into a river. 
and, and I, was, I was thinking of this picture while I'm looking at it. I've been thinking about movement and how what God's called us to be is not to live a stagnant life, but to live a life of movement. And, and I couldn't help but think maybe this is a picture of what the church is supposed to represent, that there's something about when we gather together like we are right now, we gather together and we come into the presence of God. I don't know about you, but it always refreshes me. I leave church filled up. I leave church inspired. I leave church encouraged. I leave church feeling like I just connected with God. There's something about it I need every single time in my life. That's why this should be a priority. But what happens is when we get into the presence of God and we get refreshed, here's the picture. Now it goes out of the temple and it becomes a stream that as it goes to different places, here's what it does, is it brings dead things to life. I need you to see a picture because I see the church. This is what we are called to do. And as I was reading this, I thought there's, there's two perspectives, two truths that I wanted you to see real quick. One of them is a personal challenge. The other is a collective picture of what I believe we're called to be as a movement. Here was the challenge that I felt. This question Tim, either you're like the river or you're like the Dead Sea. Let me say this to each and every one of us. You're either like the river in this vision or you can be like the Dead Sea. Now, I don't know if you, if you know much about the Dead Sea. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've had an opportunity to go there a few years back. And I learned a lot about the Dead Sea. It's a very fascinating place. By the way, the Dead Sea is the lowest point on the surface of the earth. 1,400 feet below sea level is the Dead Sea. And all around the, the rim of the Dead Sea, there's massive sinkholes. And the reason why there's sinkholes is because the Dead Sea is actually shrinking. Now, this almost doesn't make sense because... What we have are tributaries and rivers like the Jordan River that flow into the Dead Sea. They flow into it, but nothing flows out of it. Why? It's the lowest point on earth. Where's it gonna go? Things flow in, inlet, but no outlet in the Dead Sea, okay? And so you would think, because, I, and I should have brought, this would have been a great, I, Pastor Russ, you'd love illustrations like this. I should have brought one. If I take a container and I were to pour water into it, but never pour any of it out, what would happen to it? It should overflow. That's what it should do, right? But that's not what's happening in the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is actually shrinking every year. Every year, the Dead Sea is receding by at least three feet in fact, over the last 50 years, the Dead Sea has actually receded 45 meters. That's nearly 150 feet that the Dead Sea keeps receding. You know what they're saying? Is if, they don't, if we don't actually go in and do something, which there's plans, there's actually people trying to revive so that we don't lose it. Here's what they say is going to happen. It is inevitable that the Dead Sea is going to turn into a salt flat. For whatever reason, water goes in, but nothing comes out, and it becomes dead. There's no living animals in it, fish in it. There's no real plant life. There's some microbes. There's some bacteria. There's some things that can live in the salinity. But for the most part, there's nothing living in the Dead Sea. I know I went into it. Because of that, you can literally float without even trying. It's crazy because of the salt levels in the Dead Sea. Nothing's alive inside of it. And I thought, this is a picture of our life and what it could be. Because a lot of times, listen, here's what we don't realize is that God wants to pour things into your life. God wants to pour his life into you. I really know this because I've experienced it. But here's what we need to understand. If there is no outlet, if you just contain it all, if you literally become the, the, the holding point of God pouring his life and his hope and his mercy into you, guess what will happen to your soul after a while? It'll die. When nothing flows out of you, you will die. When nothing of your physical body flows out, you know what I'm talking about, flows out of you, you will be in trouble. God created there to be a flow. He created there to be a flow. By the way, the same is true when we give. 
God created a spiritual truth from on heaven that there should be a flow in our lives. That's why I love this verse. Let me read this, Proverbs eleven twenty five says, a generous person will be prosperous and one who gives others, I love this, plenty of water will himself be given plenty. When there is a flow that is going through your life, through my life, guess what? God says, all right, now if I can get it through you, I'll get more to you. I want to I wanna put it in your life because I want it to go through your life, and that's what will bring life. So here is my question to us individually today. When you look at your life, when you look at the energy of your life, the time, the gifts, the finances, the knowledge, the wisdom, the intellect, all the things that God has endowed you with, is there a flow out of you? Because here's what I know, almost all of us, I would ask, say, if there is a God who can bless me with heavenly flow from heaven, I want it. But the question is, are you going to be a river or are you going to be the Dead Sea? Are you going to allow it to flow through you? That's the personal application. But here was the spiritual truth that I saw for us collectively together. When we allow it to flow, when we become the river, when we become that river that brings life that is that the movement of the church brings life to dead places. That's the point of it. The movement of the church. See, the reason why some churches are dying rather than growing is because they've started focusing more on themselves than on the ones that they're called to reach. This is what causes churches to die. This is what causes churches to recede. The moment we start thinking my preference and what I want, and I want the church to take care of me, and I want the church to fill my needs, and I want the church to play the music I want, and I want the church to preach things that I want. The moment we become a collectively obsessed with ourselves and we stop looking at the world around us of the movement that Jesus called us to go and reach, that's the moment churches die. But if a church is going to be living and breathing and carry the hope and the love of God into dead places, that's when God says, I'm going to touch that place. That's when God says, I'm going to bless that church. That's when God says, now I can do through the movement that I always intended the church to be, to go into the world. Listen, we are called to carry the hope into dead places. You and I, the church, are called to carry the hope that we have to dead situations at work, dead situations at school, dead situations in your neighborhood, dead places in your family. That's what we're called to do. And here's the picture that Ezekiel had. And oh gosh, I pray that this is the picture of what happens through the church today. He said that wherever the river went, wherever the river went, whatever it touched, it brought life to dead places. That doesn't happen normally, by the way. You should know that when something is dead touches something that's alive, that that which is dead will kill that which is alive. But when something's alive and touches something that's dead, it doesn't ever bring it back to life. That is, unless you have the power of the resurrected Jesus living inside of you, because then when you do, all of a sudden, the life that Jesus has given us begins to go into places that are dead. And so I don't know what kind of places may be in your life that... Maybe even in your life that you are experiencing death. Some places in your life where you're experiencing that. Can I tell you the greatest way to create some flow? Is to actually take a step of faith and give even when you need it. And the picture that I got was that the church is supposed to influence the culture, not the other way around. That when the river hits the dead places, the Dead Sea, that it brings it to life. That's the picture of what we're supposed to be. And so here's what's cool. When we give, and I know some of you, this is what you'll feel because I feel this way. What can I do? I don't, I don't have that much. And maybe you think I don't make that much. And here's what I've realized is that by myself, I'm just a trickle. I'm just a stream. But guess what happens when we all bring our stream together? It turns into a river. When we bring our stream together, it grows. 
and it becomes a river. What we're able to do as a community collectively is so much greater than what we can do by ourselves. And I want to be a part of something bigger. Now, here's the challenge for us today as we are going to prepare to give and we're going to sing a little bit more and I'm going to give you an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. This is, this is a, an opportunity and an invitation. This is what they call free will offering. This is not a requirement. You can, nothing changes. You don't want to give, you don't have to give. God's my provider. I'm not worried about that. But this is an opportunity where we can, by faith, listen to what God prompts us to do and respond. By the way, some of the greatest things that happen in the church and in the world happen because people are prompted by the Holy Spirit to respond. Some of the most incredible things have happened in our church because people are just obedient. Not to me. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not in the place of God. This is where you need to hear from God. But I know God does great things. In fact, I wanted to um, show you just a real quick illustration of what it looks like to be prompted by the um, Spirit of God. I, I have a, I need a volunteer. I'm, I'm, we're going to move on, but I need a volunteer. Is there any volunteers? Okay, nobody on a week like this wants to do it. I'm going to pick someone, Alex. I can pick on you. Alex, come up here. Alex is an intern with us, and he had been interning. Come on, give it up for Alex. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You got moved with purpose. Okay, no, you are. Thank you. He had no idea, but I, need, I needed a stand-in today. You're my stand-in for just a moment. Are you good with that? Okay. So, um, Alex, you are going to represent, because if, if he were here, I would have got him. I would have got him. I wanted to, to um, remind our church of the story of what happened with Tony. Do you all remember the, the story of Tony? He's not here. I think he attends the 1115. That's cool. That's cool. You're, you're Tony today. So I just need you to stand here and pretend to be Tony. Did you all, you all see the story a couple weeks ago that we shared of Tony's testimony? Wasn't it powerful? It was incredible. I, I think about, um, it was one of these moments that happened this year where we had a great need within our church. And at the same time, the Holy Spirit prompted somebody within our church to meet that need and they didn't even know what they were meeting. And so, so you're gonna represent Tony for just a moment. So Tony, uh, he had told me that, you know, he lost his car and it was stolen and didn't know what to do. And then during that service, somebody prompted someone's heart and they texted me and they said, we wanna give a car to Tony. And I was like, oh, that's, we want, they didn't say Tony. They said, we wanna give a car to the church. You can give it to whoever you want. And then the Holy Spirit told me, okay, you need to give it to Tony. You just heard that he needs a car literally just minutes before. So it was a cool moment. I, I don't know if you saw it, but it was just, it was incredible. And, and so um, there, there was something powerful about something that's not prompted. It's not forced. It's not coerced. But, but when you just, when the spirit of God speaks to you and prompts you to do something. And so um, I want you, you to kind of represent Tony for a moment because I want to just paint the picture. Uh, but you also had something similar that happened to you. It was a little bit different. Um, a couple months ago, you got into a car accident, right? So I was just thinking of this funny connection. That's why I just thought of you when I saw you. Um, you got into a car accident. Your car was totaled, destroyed. You've been fighting and dealing with insurance mess for two months. Has it been two months? Two months. By the way, he serves and has been an intern in our church faithfully in ex-kids. He is here every single weekend. He doesn't have a car. You haven't had a car for two months? He has not had a car for two months. He gets people to give him rides. He figures out a way to get here. I love the fact that he has no excuse. He's like, there is nothing that's going to keep me from being here on Sunday. You know, most of us, if we didn't have a car, we'd probably like, man, if I could get there, I would. But he makes sure he gets here. And so I love that about you, Alex. I really do. Incredible. Called to ministry. Two months that you have been going without a car. And so I was thinking like, Tony, he lost a car and then he had this need and you lost a car and obviously you have a need. This was really crazy. So a couple weeks ago when I shared the story of Tony with the church, I just, it was just, his story was just touched people. Last weekend in our church, there was a couple that was sitting in there, I'm preaching on giving, you know, last weekend. And this couple is, is sitting in there in church and they look at each other and they said, we feel like God is telling us it's time for us to have movement in our life. We need to move. And the husband looked at his wife and she said, and he said, you know, that car that we have that we're going to sell 
so we can build up our emergency fund because they're doing the whole Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University, get their you know finances in order. They said, you know what? I think we should donate that car to the church. I think they were prompted by Tony's story and they saw that. And so they decided they wanted to do that. So guess what? They, someone else gave the church a car to give away. And we've had somebody in our church that's in need. And so I'm excited to give away another car today. Alex, turn around and look at the car that was donated to the church. And brother, here are the keys to your new car. Woo! Do you have any idea this was coming? What do you have to say? I'm, I'm just so blessed to be a part of this community. I've prayed for years to find a church in a community like this, and it's just really cool to see everything come to fruition. Come on, come on, give it up. Come on, stand up on your feet if you're not. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. I don't, God, you're good. You can sit down. I, I, how cool is it? I feel, you can stay standing. We're going to sing in a minute. I know, I, I feel like Oprah, but we don't have more cars to give away yet. Yet. I don't know how many cars we're going to give away by the time we're done as a church. But what I love is that all that happened, not because of anything that I did, the pastor we did, but because the Holy Spirit prompted someone's heart to respond and to give in that moment. And that's a blessing that will continue to flow in their life. And so I just pray, Father, today as we sing and we worship, I pray that your spirit would speak to each and every one of us individually. God, the the most important thing today is that we hear what you have to say and we respond in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship. Come on, let's sing it now. We're a creation suddenly articulate With a thousand tongues to lift one cry Then from north to south and east to west We hear Christ be magnified, oh be magnified, were the whole earth echoing his imminence, his name would burst from sea and sky, from the attention to him. Sing this. And I won't bow to idols. I'll 
right now in this moment. God, we declare that you are worthy of all praise, that you are worthy of everything that we have. Spirit of God, I pray that you would, you would speak to us right now very clearly. Come do a work in our hearts, a work in our lives. Jesus, we love you. We worship you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, can you give him praise today? Amen. You can have a seat. Well, Jared and Bethany, thank you so much for being here today. I know you guys have no idea what we're going to do. No idea. No clue whatsoever, but uh, I appreciate you making some time to be here today. The reason why I wanted to sit down with you guys specifically um, is because you guys really represent, I think, some of the most faithful people of our church. When, when I think about the years, and we were just talking earlier about um, you guys have been in our church for like 12 years, um, Easter of 2010, and been a part of really all of the steps along the way. And you guys have um, given faithfully to campaigns, to end of year offerings, to all of that. You guys invest your lives, you've planted your families, you guys serve, you serve first time guests, and you serve in kids and investing the next generation that you guys are. Um, you're what I think of when I think of the most faithful, most incredible people in our church. And so I, I wanted to have an opportunity, one, to be able to say thank you for just for your faithfulness, for being planted, for giving, for uh, being generous and being a part of the movement of what God is doing in this church. And it's not just me, though. Um, I brought a few friends with me today. And uh, we would love to just take a moment to say thank you to have a moment to just really show you guys what your investment in this church has represented. And so I'm gonna get out of the way. I'm gonna let a few people share with you guys themselves, okay? Okay. Hi. Hi. My name's Chloe. Nice Hi, to Chloe. meet you guys. Chloe, nice to meet you. So I started coming to X Church a little over a year ago. Um, it was at a time in my life like when I felt pretty like lost and alone. I started coming around October of last year and started serving. I joined a circle um, and I just like immediately felt surrounded by like so much love and community. Um, and I truly feel like I found a place where like God's using me and I belong. And I can genuinely say it's the happiest I've ever been because of this, the people and the love and just God flowing through this place so much and um, I just want to say thank you to you guys for everything that you've sown into this place and everything that you've done because if it weren't for your faithful giving and for everything that you do I wouldn't be here we you know we wouldn't have this great community that we have so just sincerely thank you guys so much for everything that you do. Thank you. I'm Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to see you. I've been coming here since April, mm -hmm. and I, I'm i a mama of two. Oh. I've got a nine-year-old and a, a three-year-old. A year and a half ago, I um, got the news that I was going to split with my significant um, uh, of 17 years. So I have my two little ones, and I'm on my own, and I didn't really, I was lost and didn't really know what to do at that time. April, when I came here, I had my kiddos and that was the first time that they had gone to class and that was nerve wracking to, you know, just, okay, bye, I'll see you in an hour, right? Yeah. Um, but 
I am so grateful that I feel safe here. Um, my past situation was not safe and I you know, had closed myself off to be around people. And here I feel safe and secure. My kiddos are safe and I feel so blessed to be here. And I can't wait to see what more um, this place will bring for all of us. And so thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Hi guys. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. <laughs> My name is Jared. Hi Jared. Jared. Nice to I meet you guys. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, always, yeah. I'm always kind of battling myself up there. Yeah. Uh -huh. My journey started about, about 10 months ago and I woke up one Sunday morning and uh, I was out of cat food. Go figure. Right. And so I decided to go to the Walmart over here and uh, got, the cat, got the cat food started driving back and I got that little bridge over there. And literally, instead of taking a right, I took a left, not knowing what was going to happen. I just kind of followed the cars in. But as I sat in the parking lot, something told me, you need to get in there. And thank God I did. Because when I walked in, I'd never seen a church like this before. Yeah. I never met people like this before. I, when, when everything was over, I just, I just sat there by myself and like, where do I go from here? Fortunately enough, now I'm in a circle. I'm part of Jay's production team, which I'm just surrounded. I couldn't be more thankful to be surrounded by these people and help me walk, not only just to walk with Jesus, but to learn what I've learned already in the short period of time that I've been here. So just know that it changed my life and it's so much better. Okay, God bless, thank you guys. Thank you. Let's sit together next, this week. You like to sit up front, so. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hi. 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 My name's Leanne. Hi, Leanne. I, um, for the past 10 years or so, have struggled with a lot of serious family issues and family addiction. Went through an ugly divorce. And I prayed and prayed and prayed for changes and they just never came. Out of the blue, my son-in-law invited me to the Acts. So on Easter Sunday, I came in. The songs came on, I looked over at my son-in-law and he was crying and I was crying. <laughs> and um, that day I, I gave my life back to Jesus. I was baptized on August 8th and since then, everything's changed. Just immediately that following week, starting with a 3 a.m. phone call, the miracles started coming, just immediately. And they just continued and they're still continuing today and bringing my family back together. And I've learned to forgive others to forgive myself. For the first time in years, I don't feel alone. A lot's happened. Um, I, I just can't even tell you. And I'm just really honored and blessed to be part of that. And I thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. how do you feel you know you just don't realize um, people's stories we all um, carry something um, we all have our bad days we all have um, turmoil and I think we all desire community this is the right place though to find community for people who, who are struggling and just want to be loved um, and experience the love of, of Christ. I was having flashbacks of the old building and thinking about um, all that was involved, not only the planning, but raising the funds. Yeah. When we went through a little turmoil mm -hmm. um, and there was an opportunity, I felt to kind of like hold back and yeah. like tell, tell God, like, I'm not happy with how things are going. But I remember having a conversation with her that 
that this church is gonna do special things. I wanted to be a part of that. I didn't wanna look back and, um, and hear these stories and not feel like I was a part of it. Yeah. It's overwhelming to think like, we, you guys are who we've been praying for. So awesome. These are people I don't even know. Mm -hmm. To know that it's happening beyond my my scope, mm -hmm. um, it's everything I think we we prayed for and wanted to happen, yeah. and gave for, mm -hmm. yeah. and served for. Yeah, it just feels like a dream come true yeah. <laughs> to be able to have like names and faces. I think I think that's what's often missed when you sacrifice and you give and you serve you know and you, you kind of you feel like I'm just playing a small part and maybe it doesn't matter yeah. and what I wanted you to see is that it does matter yeah. and that it's because of faithful people like yourselves and your family being planted mm -hmm. staying being planted and giving every opportunity being generous and investing that has as you said borne the fruit of changed lives and that's why we did this and that's why we give and we sacrifice and so I, I wanted you to have an experience with the behind every number is a story and behind every story is a real person and a real face and a real um, example of what God can do when we all come together and that's the movement of the church that's the movement of what Jesus has called us to do so I just I love you guys, and I want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness through the years and just continuing to invest and plant here at X Church. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you. Give me a hug. <laughs> Come on, that's incredible, isn't it? I think it's sometimes it's... I think sometimes we just need reminded, you know, to me, Jared and Bethany represent hundreds of you that give and don't even realize sometimes that there's a face on the other side of what, what I needed you to know is that there are faces and there are stories and there are real people on the other side of this moment. There are real people that are going to be impacted on the other side of this moment. And we're going to prepare to give in just a moment and you can grab that envelope, but hold on to it. I don't need you to get out just yet, but if you want to get it in your hands, I wanted to read this one last passage. I thought, God, what, what can I say is just the, the prompt for us as we get to the point of ready to fill it out and, and bring it forward and give it. And I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about. And then God, God reminded me of skin diseases. Is that weird? S skin diseases. So I wanted to read to you, just, you don't have to turn there, just listen. Maybe in Luke 17, there's a moment where Jesus encounters some men who have a skin disease. In Luke 17, verse 11, it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and, and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Um, you see, back in this day, if you had leprosy, you were banished. If you had a skin disease that you could get onto someone else, you were banished outside the camp. And, um, and here's Jesus who is skirting the border of Samaria and Galilee. Samaria, the place where the Samaritans were that um, the Jews hated and the Jews who lived in Galilee. Jesus is in the intersection of this, when he comes to a town, and in this town there's 10 men who have leprosy, who come, they hear it's Jesus, and they come to Jesus as close as they can without, you're not allowed, it's against the law to approach too closely someone who was clean, because you could defile them. And I know we don't have a lot of experience with leprosy today. I, I actually uh, spent the past week ministering to two women with leprosy in my household who are both sick and I pray for them. They aren't able to be here today. Um, but they begged Jesus for mercy from a distance. And I wanted you to hear what Jesus said in response. In verse 14, when he saw them, he said, 
go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Do you know it was customary in that day in order to be reintroduced to society, it was the priest who had to sign off on it. And so when your skin was better, you would show it to the priest, they would examine your skin and go, yep, you can go back in with society. What's interesting is the moment these men who are defiled show up to Jesus, he didn't heal them. He just gave them a command. He said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now that, that doesn't make sense because they're probably looking at themselves and going, but I'm still covered in this awful disease. Why would I go show myself to the priest, but I'm covered in this awful disease? You just say, go show yourself to the priest like you were already cleansed. And I don't know if you caught this, but there is a part in that verse I just read to you that is so powerful. I hope you do not miss this. It says, as they went, they were cleansed. Some of you take notes, you should write that phrase down. As they went, they were cleansed. Their miracle was on the other side of them moving. They didn't experience the miracle until they walked by faith, even though they didn't see it. Go show yourselves to the priest, but, but nothing has changed, I know. But if you will respond in obedience, this is what Jesus was showing them. It's your faith responding in obedience that actually releases the miracle that you need the most in your life. And, and the reason why this is important, this is what I want to show you, and this is how everyone can participate in this moment, is because I believe that we all have needs in our life. My guess is that you have, it might not be leprosy, but you have something in your life that you've been praying for, because I know, because I do. Whether you've been praying for it for a day or for a week or months or years, some of you have been praying through a, a, a situation in your, in your finances. Some of you are, are praying for a physical healing. Some of you have been praying for a family member for years. Some of you have been battling with an addiction, saying, God, I don't want this anymore. Some of you have been praying for something to change in your marriage. Some of you have been praying for your child. Some of you have been praying for a battle with anxiety. Uh, here's what I know. All of us have need in our life where, where we need God to move. We need a miracle. And most of the time we sit and wait for God after we pray. If there's one thing that maybe today could actually show you, is that if you will be obedient to move in when Jesus gives a command, even if it's not in the area that you would expect, that might actually open the door for you to experience the miracle that you do desire in your life. The miracle comes on the other side of movement. It's your faith that gets God's notice. And so I don't know how maybe God has spoken to you today. I don't know how he's spoken to you over the last week or two, but... Maybe, just maybe, the thing that you're praying for, God's actually waiting for you to move first. If you're obedient, what he's asked you to do, then watch what he will do. And so at this point, I would love for you all, you were handed on the way in, and if you're online, you can participate. We have instructions that we'll drop in the chat, but I want you to get out the little envelope, a movement of generosity. That's what this is, this moment is. And go ahead and pull out the cards that are in there as God speaks to you and you'll have an opportunity if you're in the room to, to walk into one of these, these bins to come and, and drop your offering. There's a card that you can fill out for that. And there's several ways that you can do this. If you're someone who doesn't, I mean, cash or check and you're like, what is that? I don't even have that. You can give online right now. You can go to the website through our app. You can give via text. There's so many different ways. Again, if you're part of this church family, this is, this is what I would invite you to do. This is how God leads you. All I know is that his word says that how we sow determines how we reap. We sow generously, we reap generously. We sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. But here's what I love. Second Corinthians 9 says, but God loves a cheerful giver. So if you're, if you're someone who's very skeptical and you don't want to, then I'm going to release you right now. Don't bother giving a dime. I don't need it. I mean, the church can do more with it but God's my provider, not you. And so I don't, I don't beg, I don't plead. 
I let the Holy Spirit speak to you. That's it, just the way he speaks to me. And so you can fill that out. But here's where everybody can participate. You're new, you can participate because my guess is you have a need. My guess is that there's something in your life that you need a miracle. There's a card that says, I'm believing God for, and there's a line, a couple lines. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you're family, if you're husband and wife, you're single, individual, doesn't matter, teenager. I would love for you to write down on there, what is the miracle that you need God to do? And know this, that when you move in faith and you're obedient in the area where God calls you in this moment, it's about giving. When you're obedient in it, you're actually unlocking the opportunity for God to now cause the blessing to flow in and through you. And so whatever that prayer is, and here's my greatest prayer. I told this to the staff. I said, my greatest prayer, I I know that God will provide what we need. This will help. This will help us as a church move forward. This has been a crazy time to open a church facility like this in COVID. But here's what I told them. I said, my greatest desire is I want to hear about the miracles that God's going to do on what's going to be written on these cards. And we're going to be praying for them. Our staff and we're going to gather them this week and we're going to pray for them. And I believe that God wants to do something in your life when you respond by faith today. And so write that down. What's your prayer? Who are you praying for? What are you praying for? What situation? Maybe it is financial. Maybe for you to give 15, 20, $100 is going to be scary and massive. Here's what I would challenge you. Respond to the level that God calls you. But faith is always scary. Faith will always stretch you beyond what you think you can do. And so listen and hear the voice of God today. Um, why don't you all stand to your feet with me? We'll give you time as the band's going to lead us at a song. Um, but before they do that, let me, let me finish the story. And then I'm going to pray. And then we're going to give. Luke 17, verse 15 and 16. It says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him and he was a Samaritan. I, I love this picture because the one of the 10, the moment he realized as he walked before he even saw the priest, oh my gosh, he healed me. I'm healed. He didn't even finish up. He went back first and saw Jesus and he fell at his feet in gratitude and worship and he thanked him. He was the only one and he was a Samaritan of all. He was the only one that came back to worship and praise him. You know, I thought to myself, you you know, we, we can go through life and maybe your life's all clean and it's all cleaned up now and everything might be good now. Maybe on the outside it's good now. You know what I realized? I am that leper. I know that spiritually I've had sin that has been a disease in my life and that I am that leper. And you know what the greatest response is when we realize that I am that leper? It is to come to bring to Jesus our greatest worship. And by the way, the greatest form of worship you have is not what comes out of your mouth, but it might be the treasure that comes out of your wallet today. Well, I can come and sing. I know I can come and sing too. But you know what might be even more painful? Might, might be an actually a greater offering to God than just what comes out of our mouth, the words. It could be what comes in our offering today. And so to me, I, I want to respond like that grateful leper who said, Jesus, I'm so grateful for what you've done in my life. Today, I'm giving back as an act of worship to you because I love you. And so would you just bow your heads and I want to pray for this moment. And when you feel released, as the band leads us in this song, The song's called A House of Miracles. Because I'm believing miracles are going to happen out of this house because of this moment. When you come and you drop that in there, you believe, God, I'm believing already for an answer prayer in this this area because I'm responding by faith. Father, I pray in this moment that, God, this would be a genuine moment of your spirit speaking to us. And Lord, I pray right now for the needs that are going to be represented, they're going to be turned in today. God, I pray miracles would flow out of this house, that life would flow out of this house, that God, you would do more than we could ever ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us. And so we come today to give our very best. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to this message. I hope that it encouraged you and inspired your faith. 
If God is doing something in your life, would you take a moment and let us know? We wanna connect with you and we wanna be able to pray for you. All you have to do is shoot us an email to hello at the x.church or you can always send us a DM on one of our social media platforms. And if you know somebody that would also be encouraged by this very message, why not take a moment and just share it with them right now? And as always, I want to say thank you to every single person who so generously financially supports this ministry so we can continue to get messages like these out to people all over the world. We believe God is building something special and you're a significant part of it. Until next time, have a great day.